Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. another episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. I feel like I haven't been here for the longest time and I have missed you all so sorely. My name is Miranda Selwood and I'll be your host this evening. Julie's looking at me real weird. How Miranda are you, Selwood Julie? as maybe, Julie Andrews. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say maybe Anna from The King and I. Yeah. I'm not sure what's happening here. How are you, Julie? I'm well, thank you. I've ha- missed you. <laughs> I've missed you too, person I've spent the last 12 hours with. How are you, Zane? I'm fine. How are you? Welcome back to the podcast, Zane. Oh, no, that's <laughs> me. That's you. I've, uh, I've been here. The whole time. Hey, the whole uh, time. Yeah. Zane, remember when you said, hey, Miranda, do you feel comfortable hosting? <laughs> I think she lied. No, I'm really comfortable. I'm, I'm, I really have missed doing these episodes. So I'm glad to be back. I'm back on board for a little while anyway. Um, and we have a guest here today with us. What, there's someone else in the room? Yes, there is. Yes. <laughs> there is. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it, boys and girls? It's the Phantom. <gasps> oh, that's so creepy. Or it's Oliver Sampson. Hello. Hello. G'day. How are you? I'm, I'm pretty good. I've yeah. missed you also. Oh, I've missed you, Miranda. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Oliver and I just met five minutes ago, so we're really, old Really, you've friends. missed him your entire life. The whole time. <laughs> Anyway, um, we're going to have a great time talking about a show that Oliver has brought us. But first, we need to get to know Oliver. Oh, it's going to be so nice having you here to do this. Getting to know you, getting to know all. I can't do the full phrase because it goes over 12 But also, was that the first time we've ever heard a proper version of that? In full voice, yeah. Yeah, uh, it was a lot less creepy than I built it up in my head. In my head, it's a very creepy song. Oh, no, I've done far creepier renditions. Have you been doing it while I was away? We've all had to cover for you. (gasps) The guests demand it, Miranda. They do. That is so sweet. (laughs) I love the guests so much. Okay, um... Let's all get to love Oliver. Are you ready for the quiz? No. Too bad. Yeah, Here we go. go. Right. First question. Which musical character would other people compare you to? Ooh, uh, uh, Oliver uh, Sampson, also known as Spider-Man. Turn off the dark. No? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, I reckon um, probably Enoch from Chicago. Oh, my goodness. I thought you were going to say On Enoch Snow. No, Enoch, Enoch is from Carousel. Yeah, that's who I'm thinking of, Enoch yeah. Snow. Yeah. Isn't his name Enoch in Chicago, Mr. No. Cellophane? Oh, no. no. Amos. Amos. Yeah, same, same. 
But deaf. Mm. There but we go. But it's kind of funny that you got his name wrong because yeah. that's character <laughs> appropriate. Like, kind of the point. Really, yeah. really great that I'm here to talk about musicals. It's okay. Um, we're not talking about Chicago. No, thank goodness. Yeah, no, maybe Amos. I, I mean, I feel like that was the that was that was the old Oliver. You know, there's a there's a new Oliver who is more of an Enoch. <laughs> Wait, Enoch's the good guy. Enoch's, so no, that's Enoch fine. is the good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is not. Not the uh, Billy. Billy yeah. They're all called Billy. If if in doubt, just say Billy. <laughs> well, okay. Yes. So we're all going right. with an Amos. Let's yeah. Let's let's go with Amos. An Endearing, Amos. klutzy. In the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes forgotten about. Sometimes forgotten, but also gets his own solo. Ah. <laughs> and the solo that everyone remembers mm. from the but show. But he doesn't get his own playoff, and that's important in the show. Yeah. Uh, it's true. It's everyone it's gets a playoff except Amos. Except Amos. Because and everyone just forgets about him. Mr. Conductor. Yeah. My music. No. Uh, which oh. musical character would you like other people to compare you to? Who do you aspire to be? Uh, well, Billy Flynn, of course. <laughs> 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 just to be clear, we aren't talking about Chicago today. Okay. Um, oh, who would I like? I mean, I don't know. I think I think the point of a good musical character is that they're not necessarily great people, right? Uh-huh. Especially the men of musical theatre. The Sounds interesting like ones. you want to play a villain in real life. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean... Scar. <laughs> well, yeah, Scar. No. Um, I, I, yeah, I actually don't have an answer for that. I, I don't know who I would want to be from musical theatre canon, you know? Who who you are on the inside? Who am I on the inside? Has not yet been reflected in musical theatre. I mean, You're I'm just, just waiting for someone I'm to write Willy Wonka, your role, or Grandpa Joe. There you go. <laughs> you can be Grandpa Joe. Just wants to stay in bed, and then chocolates. <laughs> it's about chocolate, and the all only right. thing he'll get out of bed. <laughs> Here for. I am. Yeah. All right. What's your dream role? <laughs> Sorry, I think I just found my spirit animal. <laughs> dream role. Dream role. Dream role. I mean. Alphaba. Mm. Like, okay. honestly, honestly. That came out of nowhere. There is, well, I mean, I'll, I'll never play Alphaba, but there are. There, don't say I never. Don't, never say okay, never. I will. We might dream cast it, you never know. <laughs> I very likely will not play Alphaba. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither, but yeah. That's, that's, it can be a pipe dream for both of us. Then. Okay. I famously will play Alphaba. A gypsy told me once. Wow. A soothsayer. When you say a gypsy, do you mean Mama Rose? She's not uh, Gypsy. Yes. How many times tonight do we have to go through this, Miranda? <laughs> Gypsy's the daughter. Oh, my um, goodness. Yeah, no, like Alphaba is one of the best roles in all of music theatre canon, hands down. Okay. Give me a brief, no longer than 20-second explanation as to why. One Mississippi. Two Mississippi. It's just the songs. It is literally the songs. The hero's journey that she goes on is one of the most... <laughs> Concise and w- wow, she's counting down with her fingers. Oh my god, this is too much. No, pressure. This is an accurate timing. It's, <laughs> <you're> fine. <laughs> it is. It is just one of the, and especially as far as pop musicals go, it is one of the best musicals that is also a popular. Ding ding ding! Time's up. Boom. There we go. Okay. All right. Also, <clears throat> I would ask the other two hosts, and so to not challenge the guests directly. No. I'm no, no, no. I, I'm not accusing you of challenging the guest. I'm asking you two specifically so that I'm not putting the guest on the spot. Is can you name a male role that embodies 
the confidence and uh, like empowerment of Alphabet. Mm, I can. Against I just have to Google all odds. Because that, that's my mm. question. Yeah. Like and she is really striving against the entire world. Absolutely. And is entirely confident doing that. Hmm. Uh, yeah, no. Also sings Defying Gravity, yes. No Good Deed. Wizard and I. Wizard and I. For good. For good. Um, all of the songs. Like, all of the songs. All of Everyone the songs. Everyone like a banger. <laughs> Um, uh, no. Leave and, me with that. And the male songs yeah. are like, the wizard comes out and goes, they called me wonderful. <laughs> and then Fiora comes out and goes, I'm a bad boy. You know, like. <laughs> okay, yeah, but that I would be see. a much better song <laughs> that I would listen to. It's like the rum tum Baby did a bad, bad thing. <laughs> Wicked. Um, what about Frank Abagnale Jr.? In Catch Me If You Can. Me if you, uh, I mean, or is it the, because his intentions the aren't yeah. always good? Like he's the villain well, in that. Yeah, bit. I know, but villains I, are the best. I do enjoy him as a character, but I just don't know that the songs in Catch Me yeah. If You Can are as good as the songs yeah, in the Wicked. The thing about Elphaba is she's always righteous. She, she's never the villain, but everyone sees her as the villain. Absolutely, and it's through no fault of her own. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> And I mean, that's just from a if I could get up on stage and play a role. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I'm going to Google strong, empowered. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Men don't usually uh, don't usually get that role because they, they are privileged with that power already. Yeah. So you don't, they don't need fight to against empower it. them. Yeah. Exactly. In <laughs> fact, <laughs> we're going to be like talking about some Dear some Evan Hansen or something oh. like that, where they start off a little. What about Seymour? What about what about Hedwig? Anyway, Hedwig, let's move on Hedwig with is it. A bit, Hedwig is excellent. But again, the music's just not, you know, like it's 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 the package. Yeah. Alphabet has the package as far as. <laughs> yes, I mean, she does. I, th- I think Evan Hansen. <laughs> oh my she God. doesn't have a package. She does. <laughs> what we're talking and, about. And that's why <laughs> I can't do it. Um, <laughs> All right, dream roll, Alphabet. I'm going to let you have yeah, it. Yeah, thank and you. Thank I you for s- that. It's not very the first time. explanation as to why. A male guest has brought us Alphabet either. No. So. Well, I'm glad it won't be the last either. <laughs> Correct. Okay, what's your favourite Sondheim show? Ooh, uh, though I've never listened to it, I just love the idea of frogs. <laughs> you should listen to it. I know, I know. I've been the meaning to. The opening is great. I just, I really just want to go back to the time when it's like, uh, who was it? Like, it's a bunch of famous people in a swimming pool in in the middle of which what university was it? Um, the 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 one that. Stephen Schwartz wrote Godspell for as well. Um, Wish I went to a university. Is it the one with Stephen Carnegie Schwartz Hall? Wrote no, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, there's just in this in this gymnasium pool, just a bunch of future stars singing a musical by one of the greatest musical composers of the age about frogs in water. Yes, but also about other things. But of yeah. course, of course. Mostly of course. frogs, though. But yeah. it's, it's frogs that opens with that number that tells the audience how to behave, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Great number. Anyway, um, actual favourite. Actual favourite, though, is almost definitely going to be. Oh, no. It's left you are hedging this so I much. I am hedging this so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, oh, it's company. It's company. Yeah. That's a fair call. For, uh, uh, Bobby would be a second. In terms of number two to Alpha, yeah, 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 and slightly more likely. So, I look forward I mean, to seeing it. I mean, I am in full support of female Bobby. Apparently, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. 
I want to see it. We'll, we'll see it one day. One day. I'm sure. Uh, what is your go-to shower song? What's your go-to shower song? What are you singing in the shower these At days? At the moment, What's going on? I am singing She Used to Be Mine from Waitress. Aww. Yes. Is it because you saw that 13-year-old boy sing it? No, <laughs> no. And you're thinking about that in the shower? What are you saying, Zane? He has an amazing voice. Does he? Okay. It's amazing. It was like on America's Got Talent, I think. Um, 13-year-old yeah, kid right. just kind of came out and just – it's amazing, Julie. I need to watch this. No, it's because I saw the Jeremy Jordan mm. version. And ah. I am just a diehard mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Jeremy Jordan impersonator. <laughs> you just like old people and young children. No, I don't. Same. I like old people. I don't like young children. No one likes young children. Uh, He's you- just impressed by a young child. <laughs> Speaking of killing children's dreams, you have to delete one musical from existence. Well, there's the obvious. Um, and I was so excited that the trailer came out this week. <laughs> oh, the ever-deleted. Um, the ever-deleted. The ever, yeah, uh, we don't need to get rid of it no, anymore. We don't even need to speak its, its name. I think we might need to get rid of it again. Like, <laughs> no, no, it's, it's coming it's back in a big I way. What, I am really looking forward to seeing this film. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And not because not because of the trailer, but because of the the promo video they brought out the day or two before yes. the trailer was yes. released where they're actually talking to the cast and the director about developing it and that made it look really interesting. It did. And then shame it all turned to poop. <laughs> and then they released the trailer. the trailer and I was like, I still want to think this might be okay. The alarm bells rang for me in the last like 30 seconds of that promotional clip when – they said something about, oh, we're using the latest computer-generated imaging to, to make, make the, the most lifelike Disgusting. <laughs> no, it's, it's great. It's, it's great. very disturbing. Um, it's going to be great. It's going to be I also great. question the scale they're using as well. It's got some problems, but <laughs> I mean, it's going to be great. How would you feel if you saw little human-shaped cats oh, stop. running around your I mean, you, that <laughs> it's just... That whole thing is creepy. It's creepy. It's yeah. creepy looking. But, yep. The way they move is creepy. Yep. Uh, Rebel Wilson as a cat's the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> I life. I was thinking, someone said to me, they're like, I Rebel Wilson's the best in it. Cat. Rebel I Wilson was the I'm best like, James Corden. Cat. Who could Rebel Wilson? And then I went, oh, no. Is she playing Jenny Annie? Dots? Yes. Yes. No. Anyway, we've become completely distracted. Uh, I look forward to all of you joining us for our private screening yeah, I was of Cats say, the Musical. You should do a live yeah, stream we're gonna do screening. It. We are so going to do it. It won't be a live stream sc- screening. Because I don't think we can record it's while got, that's, the screen That's illegal. But, but it yeah. will potentially, maybe, touch wood, be a live episode. That would be fantastic. Yeah. That would be Just s- pop it in your diaries for a date anytime uh, but the cat is out. I feel like. You're avoiding the question. Yeah, you want an here. actual musical to delete. Mm, would be oh, great. Wow. Um, or the first <laughs> thing that pops to mind is Carousel. <laughs> but your favourite character, Enoch's in it. That's good. Yeah. Look, yeah. I've done Carousel, and when I was in it, I was thinking it just doesn't need to exist. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. There's lots of better Rodgers and Hammerstein musicals out there that don't involve, you know, Such idolizing. More interesting question: Who were you playing when you were thinking this doesn't need to exist? I was in the ensemble. <laughs> yeah. oh, so you got to sing such great hits as "This Was a Real Nice Clambake," and it was. And it June was is so busting nice. out all over. I June. I left the June. show the day we learned this isn't real nice clambake. <laughs> 
I was like, oh, don't need to be here for this. I'm Actually, out. my favourite moment of the show was when all the boys start singing off stage and they're singing um, Blow Hard, Blow. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wasn't there for that day. Maybe I was back in. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm getting the wind up, literally. This is why I'm not allowed to host. But guess what? I'm back now. So, bam. I think I can Long take responsibility episodes. for Get this Get ready as well. for it. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. I'm fine with it. But we are going to take a quick break and then we're going to talk about the show you have actually brought us today, which is... Dog Fight. It's a show about dogs. It's the sequel to Cats. All right. Um, I've just been informed it's not actually about dogs. <clears throat> no. What, what is it about? Dogfight is a musical based on a 1991 film of the same name about a group of Marines who are shipping out the next day to go to Okinawa and then on to, uh, as they say in the play, a little country called Vietnam. Never heard of it. No, no. Uh no, Nothing ever happened there. No, no. wouldn't become a, a major cultural and political impacting Oopsies. event or anything. Um, so, yeah, so they're on their last day and they, they, they arrive in San Francisco and they have this really great tradition. awesome tradition Yep, called the dogfight in which each Marine puts 50 bucks, 75 bucks into the pot, which is a lot of money back in 1963 when this takes place. Mm-hmm. And they all then have a day to go out and find the ugliest date that they can and then bring her back to the place that they have hired out for the dog fight. Well, they've specifically hired it. It's not like... Oh, yeah. No, they rent out a club. Oh. Yep. They're having a dance and yep. then they get to make fun of all these girls that they bring back. Exactly. Uh, and then they go off to war the next day. Is, Is there... this a real tradition? Yes. It's a yeah. real thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would and there have been free wine and food at said dance? Julie's there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I working mean, out uh, how mad I would be. <laughs> I mean, I imagine that the uh, that the men would probably have purchased a free wine or a beer or whatever for mm. their date I'm in order to keep them around. <laughs> I do think in the 60s it was tradition for <laughs> the man to pay for whatever the date consumes. True. Oh, wow. Okay, well, someone's going to have a great night with me. Yeah, well, I, I think <laughs> I'm going to send them bro. I think, I, think, I think, Julie, that you'll find that there is one character that you very much relate to in this, in this show. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and so the story revolves around three uh, Marines in particular and then one in particular later. Um uh, Boland, Bernstein, and Birdlice. And they call themselves the three Bs. They have a song about it at some point. B, B, Lucky B. That, yeah, something like that. Um, I the song, sorry. <laughs> that's excellent. <laughs> Is well, that it's, how it's, it goes? No, it's actually, it's not on the, uh, not on the recording. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's just in the show, not okay. on the recording. It's a little mm-hmm. special added bonus. But these guys... Um, you know, trained together and are very good friends and they run out and do their thing and Birdlace, who we sort of follow for the majority of the play, um, cannot find a date and so he stops in at a diner and hears this girl singing and playing some guitar and sees her and goes, yeah, right. (laughs) 
I could win the bet with that. Well, <laughs> this is the thing is, is in the film, he doesn't necessarily think she's ugly. He no. just thinks she's a bit plain looking. Right. Um, and he doesn't have that. any date and so exactly. a okay. date is better than oh. no date. Exactly. Okay. Because, um, you know, ruining one girl's night is better than ruining no, no girl's, girl's night. night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Exactly. <laughs> so he asks her if she would like to come to this party and she says, nah, because she's really busy and she's nervous and she's young and... She's never been on a date She's never before. been on a date. Um, so great. Really awesome first experience. Uh, and so he sings this lovely song to her, uh, which convinces her to come to the party. As is tradition in musicals. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, a, it's, a, it's I, I really love this song because it like is so sweet, but so insidious. Yeah. And mm. just his tone is, is so, uh, Derek Klenner does some very good like acting through his voice in this soundtrack because you can really hear that like he has that that real sort of authentic um, uh, earnestness and then at the end when she runs up the stairs to get ready, he just drops all of it yeah. and you're like, oh, you're an asshole. Um, and I've just Googled he's also a hottie. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Derek Klenner. Yeah. Um, oh, and he's like around my age. Like, <laughs> It's meant to be. It doesn't help. <laughs> so they end up going to this party together and as uh, Birdlace gets to know Rose, which is the name of the girl, mm-hmm. he begins to have reservations and then eventually tries to convince so her. Maybe I shouldn't ruin this one girl's night. Yep. Slash life. Mm. Yep. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Uh, and tries to convince her, oh, let's go somebody else, somewhere else. Let's go somewhere else and have some dinner or, or something. And she thinks that it's because he's embarrassed of his friends meeting her. So he is stuck between a rock and hard place. Damned on, if you do. On, yeah. on his own actions, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, put yeah. himself in this position. Um, so and the problem he, is that he accidentally realises he likes yes. the, the plain girl. Yes. And yes. this is obviously where the well, so the drama and tension Exactly. So in. they go into the party. And Rose wants to dance and Eddie does not because when you dance with the girl, it's when you take her up to be judged, essentially. Mm. How disgusting is this? Um, It was the 60s. (laughs) Everything was disgusting back then. Wasn't it just? (laughs) And then, yeah, they dance and she does not win. The person that wins is, in fact, a, a prostitute that one of... Called Marcy, called Marcy, who will be played by who, Julie at some point. Oh, and she Julie. is she is a fantastic character. Yeah, she the, her song is probably my favorite song. How it's many times have you called me a, a hooker tonight? Song. Twice. <laughs> There's going to be a few more. Julie. Not just a hooker, <laughs> an ugly hooker. Apparently. <laughs> well, no, she she hams it up so that she wins because she wins she, half the money. She knows what oh. she's going there for. Yeah, it does sound yeah. like. I was going to say, wouldn't it be a good thing to not win this competition? And that's the thing is that that as she says, as Marcy says in her song, uh, we're all getting screwed. I'm at least getting paid. Yeah. Oh, that's why she says that. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. And 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 it's that song that tips. Uh, Rose tips Rose off. Yeah. Oh, Annalie Ashford's pretty. And mm. this song, I always when I went when I saw the the show, I always thought that they were like in an alleyway singing it 
for some reason. I just got that vibe. They're actually in the ladies' room. Yeah, they're in a bathroom. Yeah, they're in the bathroom. It's got an echoey vibe. I love a good song in a bathroom. And it's a loud song in a bathroom (gasps) as well. You'd be worried if you heard people having that conversation. Can we do a top five list of songs sung in bathroom? I reckon we can get five. Michael in the bathroom is probably going to be number one. (laughs) It may be. That time that Jesse J sang in the bathroom. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's not a musical, but it's on my top five. Um, yeah, so so Rose obviously is pretty pissed and embarrassed and all that kind of stuff, and she slaps Eddie and who's Birdlace, and yes. then runs out. And someone says something along the lines of like, "I hope that there's a war and you get killed." Yeah, um, and that comes out of the movie. It's pretty that, that's, pretty hectic. That's Rose, Rose says that Rose that. says that. Yeah. yeah. So um, she's she's a bit feisty. She's she's a musician. She's yeah. She's got a lot. She knows her she's, value. Yeah, to she's a very extent. lovely, and she's dubious. And then she kind of gets her hopes up, and then she's like, "Well, no, uh, you're a soldier. I hope there's a war, and you die." And then she goes home. Yeah, and comes to you know that um, post getting ready mess where yep. there's just clothes strewn Past everywhere. Julie does that all the time. <laughs> and future Julie has to deal with yeah, it. Oh, wow. Present oh. Julie's currently recording a podcast so she doesn't have to worry about no. it. No. Well. Oh, past Julie actually has done that. She's in so much trouble when I get home. <laughs> Does future Julie uh, go home and then sing a really heartbreaking song I mean, that probably. makes everyone in the audience cry? Yeah, sounds like me. It's a really sad way to end Act 1. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is such a downer for an Act 1 and it is so good. And it is, it's almost like the end of a story. It is, yeah. Act one. Like you could leave and that would be a whole story. Absolutely. And then you've got act two. That's always confusing for an audience. Mm. And (laughs) and it's good. Like Pretty Funny is, it's also the first song that Pascal and Paul wrote for Dogfight. Yeah, Yeah. it was pretty funny. Um, And man, what a way to end an act. Like, (laughs) wow. Yeah. So Um, it's it's emotional tension that is supposed to hold you over the interval. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Why, yeah. Or even narrative tension is like, where is this going to go yeah. now? Because they've been talking about Vietnam and shipping off and this is that's the end of that story. Yep. The dogfight is over, but you've opened the show um, with uh, Birdlace on a bus coming back from yes. war. Yep. And then the memories. Oh, so we know this is coming. We, yeah. we, the, we, the audience, yeah. know. Yeah. And so he's remembering the dogfight in this yes. night. Um, and so then we go into Act Two, where it gets more in now times sure. after Vietnam. Okay, so and, and specifically like that that um, I think that song is is a is an emotional release, but a narrative tension yes. creation. Yeah, because like let me tell you, when you are in the theater and that song happens, there is not a dry eye, and that is that is real. That's not just oh my god, they did such a beautiful version of I will always love you. That's like. <laughs> You have just seen this young girl be so optimistic and so happy knowing that it's all crap and then you have seen her have her heart broken and it is just devastating. All right, so act two, we fix it. Act two. Well, Mm. and here's the thing. There's actually a lot of debate around act. We'll get into it when we finish the plot. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm inviting you now to finish the plot. Yeah, let's let's finish the plot. Do I need to start my 20-second countdown again? Oh, oh, you're okay. not going to get the rest of it in 20. Oh, gosh. Two Mississippi. Act two, sure. So, yes, <laughs> and act two opens with uh, essentially Eddie goes back and meets up with his mates and tries to make himself feel better about what he's just done by singing a song about how they're all going to just go off and do the year of service. Again, they don't know there's a war. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Wait, there was a war. No, and yeah, I'll do my year of service and then that's it. I'll come back home. I'll get whatever I want. Um, you know. Then life will begin. Life will yep. be great. And I will just get respect for the rest of my life because of what I did in the war. Yeah, because soldiers automatically are respected. Absolutely. Uh, that, that, that is, that is there, there's a song about it. What it is, uh, like the Ticket Tape Parade. Hometown Heroes Ticket Tape yeah. Parade. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, that yeah. was one of my favourite songs. Mm. I really like that Excellent song. song. Um, and, yeah, and then Eddie and his friends get a tattoo, matching tattoo, little B, because they're the three Bs. That's awfully cute. I love it. And then Eddie realises that he's been a massive dick and <laughs> runs off to try and make it up to Rose somehow and, like, convinces her to come down and go out with him. This is all happening in the same night. Yes. While Eddie's friends go off and do some pretty questionable crap. Uh, I believe it's described as have a good time. Well, had a, They have a debaucherous last night. <laughs> a debaucherous last night with... The prostitute. With a prostitute. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't think it's Marcy. The same one. It's not okay. it's not Marcy, but in the in the script, what happens is that the prostitute is done for the night. She's shutting up shop. Mm. And these guys come along and because one of them's still a virgin, you know, they're like, Oh, you gotta bloody do the thing. Um You gotta do the thing. And come and on, so do the thing. He, so he like physically assaults her and forces mm. her uh. to copulate with him. And it's pretty like if you thought when you're watching the play, if you, if you thought these people were bad people before, you definitely do now. Right, yeah. Um, th- wow. Like th- there's very little redemption that can be had Okay, so that. It's, it's up to Eddie to uh, save uh, the yeah, male. So, so Eddie, yes. Eddie and Rose go on a date um, and they sing this delightful little song together, which is just very awkward and beautiful. The first date last night, um, because it's Rose's first date and it's Eddie's last yep. night stateside. Cool. Um, and then after some awkwardness, Rose invites Eddie up to bed with her mm-hmm. and they have an awkward sexual encounter. Um which is better than an assault sexual encounter. Yes. It's far better. It's far better and it's and it's something that Rose initiates. Uh, and then he goes and then they're at war. Um, in the in the musical, in the movie, he and his friends are just sitting playing cards at a table and uh, and they just get mortared. Ah. Um, which is pretty hectic. But in the musical, they sing a song. Of course, yeah, um, as is tradition. They sing a, a like a reprise of of hometown heroes ticker tape parade, and it finishes with some kind of dissonant stuff, which in the musical snaps to absolute um, chaos. Just guns shouting, bombs going everywhere, and you see Eddie's uh, friends get killed in war, um, and then eventually Eddie comes back to San Francisco and. This is back to the present day, which is 1967. Mm-hmm. So four years later, they were expecting to be there for one year and ended up there four. And he's broken. He has a limp. He's not in a good place. And he sings a song called Come Back, which is just like, I'll probably put that in the canon of most difficult, on top five lists, top five most difficult male music theatre songs. Oh, you're getting way ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we go. Um 
But man, that's a that's an awesome song about because you know public perception of the military and especially around the Vietnam War has shifted so much between mm. 1963 and 67. Mm. When he comes back, he doesn't get his ticker tape parade. He doesn't get welcomed back as a hero. He gets spat at and he gets treated like scum. Um, and eventually, he makes his way back to the diner which he met Rosen and he sees her and she hasn't seen him in four years and she gave him her address when he shipped off so that he could get in touch with her Um, and he tore that up when his friends were like... (laughs) When his friends continued to be the bad people that they... Exactly, exactly, exactly. I do prefer the sentence... Statement. <laughs> there was a little action that went it with was, it as well. But yeah, I can't do it. No, no. Uh, so, yeah, and she she kind of embraces him, and that's that's the musical. Oh, what happens after that? Back. Yeah, we we don't know what happens after that. Well, presumably they get married and have lots of babies. Presumably, and uh, live happily ever after. Yeah. So it? this show was only ever on off Broadway. Never made its way to Broadway. No. But it has toured and uh, had a lot of international stuff. We had a, a staging of it in Australia in 2015 at the Hayes. At the Hayes. At the Hayes. I yeah. saw that. Bless the Hayes for bringing shows. I agree. Yeah. Uh, and so because it wasn't on Broadway, it didn't get nominated or win any Tonys. But it- I nominated for Tony for best <laughs> Tony. Tony. Okay. Winning Tony. Tony. Okay. Best off Broadway I'll Tony. Let, show about I dogs. will let the board know that yep. you have nominated it. Thank you. Nominated it. Uh, it, it did win two Lucille Lortel Awards, one for Outstanding Musical and one for Outstanding Choreographer for Christopher uh, Gattelli. I have a question. Where does it sit in the Pascal and Paul so it scenario is, of their, you know... So you know like James and the Giant Peach and Christmas Story? Not personally. Okay, well, well those, <laughs> that's, like, that's like real vintage Pascal and Paul and Dogfight is... Uh, about 2012 it came out. It's sort of when so they started to hit their stride exactly. and become better known. Exactly. So it's just pre-Evan Hansen, mm. essentially. They, they probably were writing Evan Hansen as they were putting Dogfight on. The, the music sounds very similar to me in the structure Absolutely. of the music and the yeah. way they use it. Yeah, with the lyrics, it seems very Evan Hansen, but not quite as young. Totally, somehow totally. not quite as pop poppy. You can you a can a bit more serious. See them kind of forming their style, uh, their style. Yeah. yeah, and they have that like they have that really distinctive way of of voicing um, like backing singers. You know, you hear in, in the way that they s- do their harmonies for singers. Yeah, they, 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 they really all kind of break out. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at Pascal and Paul's Wikipedia entry here, and Dogfight in 2012. In between, they contributed to a Christmas story, the musical, mm-hmm. um, which of which course has done great guns. I mean, was nominated for a Tony in 2013 for best original score. But was it nominated for a Tony for a Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony. Uh, it, it actually isn't covered in the Wikipedia article, but I, w- I will follow that up and yeah. let you know. Well, ask the board when you're yeah, – yeah, yeah. Tony. Excuse uh, me, Tony. <laughs> oh, Tony. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's, that's Dogfight. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. 
It's pretty awesome. And it's like, I, I, this should go without saying, but it's it's got a great book as well. And that's something that totally gets overlooked in a lot of musicals. Is, that's is helpful. Like there is a good story stringing these songs together. Mm. That come from it's already having existed as a film? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, the, the musical is really faithful to the film. It, it sort of follows it almost beat for beat. Um, yeah. I'm glad that worked. Yeah. It worked in My Fair Lady. Anyway, uh, <laughs> getting the wind up again. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to talk about my favourite topic and yours, the lessons we've learned. Musicals did, in fact, teach me everything that I know. And this one taught us all... Rapist Dying War. That... Wow. Yeah. That lesson right there. Yep. Yeah. That, he, that's, that's pretty clear. And, and the audience does not feel that sorry for them. I think maybe that's the lesson we learned here. <laughs> because it, it's about that, you know, you can convince an audience that terrible tragedies are fine as long as yeah. they're yeah. bad people. How you frame it, yeah. Yeah. I think because this was there was a fair bit of controversy whenever this came up. Like when it when it premiered in London, there were a few sort of you it got mostly glowing that. reviews and then it got a lot of people slamming it for being um what it is, which is you know, it on it the surface very misogynist, yeah. doesn't pull any punches. It's quite visceral. But I think if you pull all of that stuff out of the story, then what are you? T- what story are you telling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No you're, story, you're right? Neutering, so, but that is yeah, what the story, the story is about. It's yeah. about Absolutely. the masculinity that these that was ingrained in these men in the army, how that affected the women that they interacted yeah. with, yeah. and what happened to them when they went to serve these people that were prom- that promised them everything. Yeah. They died, and this person comes back broken. Yeah, the end. The end. Yeah. And and I think that I think that it's not always necessary to redeem bad characters. You know what I mean? When when you see these guys do this awful, despicable thing in the second act, like you can, I don't think that you have to sort of have them redeem themselves and, and be like they were great before they died. They became good people because the fact is that they didn't. They, no, they didn't, no. and they'd been raised by their society to feel that level of entitlement. Yeah, and yeah, there yeah. is that sort of military worship in the US which leads to that kind of entitlement and behavior when really people are trash absolutely Thank you, Julie. <laughs> i'm 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 glad that someone finally said that <laughs> and took- if you think more people are <laughs> trash you should listen to glass of wine also on our network <laughs> where the topic comes up regularly <laughs> It took wine dog fight two and a half hours to say that people are trash. <laughs> <laughs> well, Julie can some do it in a people, sentence. Some people, some people, some people, all people trash. are trash. Some people handle it better than others. It's it also obviously teaches us, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. That's one of its major yeah. major messages. I really wish it didn't have to teach us that message, though. I feel like that's a message that unfortunately will need to be taught until the end of time. Over and over and over again. When dinosaurs roam the earth again. (laughs) (laughs) 
after we bring them back to life and they eat us. Oh, it's going to be so good. Because <laughs> wow, people I are feel trash. Like we've really gone off on a tangent here. <laughs> so what other lessons did we learn? Did we learn anything about American history, the Vietnam War, life I mean, in the 60s and 70s? Nothing I didn't already know. <laughs> No, I think I think there that, is something some very that, interesting to that, be said about Marcy, um, mm. the way that she owns what people see her as and what she is how she doesn't let that affect how she sees herself. That kind of um, does she go by my motto? I don't know what your motto is. My motto is just do whatever you want, and other people's opinions don't matter unless you care about that person. Well, she's actually using other people's. Opinions of her to profit. Genius. Yeah. I've got to get on that wagon. <laughs> um, and like that is the one, that's the really the one point in this musical where you see anything, any any character that isn't buying into this male-female dynamic where the men are in charge, the women are there to please the men and the men are being terrible. Absolutely. Whereas you have Marcy there being like, yeah, men are terrible and you've just got to use that to your advantage. And I'm going to take their money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can um, also tell in the way that she in in the way that she speaks about it and the way that she sings about it that it does still hurt her. Even oh, though Absolutely, yeah. You know, even though she is obviously making the best of the situation that she has ended up in. Yeah. She's using she's the still damage. So distraught by it. It's still a horrific thing for her to experience. And you kind of hear that you know, when you listen to a song and, and it's a duet and two, those two people have like an emotional rhythm that's opposed, mm. you hear her sort of transferring her rhythm and her melody onto Rose. And, yes, and Rose yeah, sings against her in Rose's melody, which is slightly more upbeat and hopeful, and then eventually snaps and, and you know, sort of metaphorically takes on Marcy's view of the world. Mm. Which is one of yeah throwing up these walls and and being being defensive and 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 um yeah it's she's so, oh, it's such a yeah good song such a good <laughs> small character <laughs> my gosh there's no small characters only small small people. actors yep. yeah, anyway. yeah 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 like Crescent Chenoweth she's tiny she's so <laughs> cute as you wouldn't though. believe it when you saw her on stage though <laughs> <laughs> she wears very tall heels anything else. Uh, I, I, um, there's something about the way that Pasek and Paul write for these characters that you never, if you just listen to the music, you never think that these guys are bad people. They're, they're just kind of living their best life in their experiences. And yes, they're not paying any attention to the damage that they're doing to these women, but they, they never think that they're the villains in this story. Well, villains never think that they are. So good writing won't write a villain in that way. Like, yeah, 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 absolutely. Like, So the writing doesn't treat them like villains and so it isn't until that act two when you're like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. So we're totally writing these characters off. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, they're just kind of having fun yeah. boy time, which is... And it's the context mm-hmm. of how that fits into the yeah. larger mm-hmm. picture that yeah. makes them... Absolutely, yeah. It's bad people in inverted commas. It's a pretty uh, clear depiction of why locker room talk yes. is a harmful thing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. why and how 
you know, those jokes and those attitudes can actually lead to actions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Good point. And, and in fact, that very thing that Zane was talking about of the songs all being very chipper and upbeat and humorous, that's one of the major criticisms from a lot of people who found it to be um, overly misogynist. It's too glib. Yeah, it's, mm. it, it made light of... But that's the, the point. point. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so normal Absolutely. to behave that way and have the... Yeah. And it very, very, very accurately, I think, uh, depicts the, the way that they probably felt about the way they were acting, mm. you know? I think that's one of the strengths of, of their other work as well. That's something that you see in the characterization through song in... Evan Hansen. Yes. And yeah. one of the things that makes it so um, relatable to the audience who would naturally connect with that character. So I imagine Dogfight would be a little bit different in that totally. most of the audience wouldn't really want to connect to some yeah. of those characters. Yeah. But if they could see themselves in, in Rose or in the transition mm-hmm. of, is it? Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. yeah. He's not a bad guy, you know. Well, he's, he's not. A he's bat- sort of no, but but that's you're he has right. to that's exist yeah. in that friendship circle yeah, yeah. around all that yeah. stuff, and having him and he's a product sort of, of realize that. Yeah. and start to understand the flow on effect of that sort of thing makes him the uh, you know the vehicle that the audience yeah, absolutely takes yeah he, he's that definitely story. the protagonist yeah um, well yeah. Uh, and and you're right Pascal and Paul do write songs in a way that. Uh, kind of sometimes maybe fools the audience into feeling a certain way about characters and then pulls the rug out from under them. Yeah. You know, like, and I, I think, I feel like Evan Hansen takes that even further where if you read that in the paper, some kid, you know, pretended to be this person's dead yeah, relative. Depended to have a relationship with this dead person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. F- for the sake of, of Being essentially popularity. getting it. Yeah, popularity yeah. or... <laughs> Even worse, getting into someone's pants. Yes, yeah. You'd kind of look at that and go, "Ooh, okay." What? <laughs> Wait, um, you're not meant to do that. No, no, no. no but no. when you see it in the context of of the show, it's about that understanding of where all that came from, and as it was happening, it mm. seemed kind of it seemed normal. logical. <laughs> yeah. It was like, okay, yeah, this is a bit of a misstep, but. I think I'm justified in doing it because I'm so lonely. So I'll just do this one little thing and then it got taken out of it and then yeah. another small step and it kind of ends up with a, a bunch of small steps with a big result. Totally. But the thing is, and and <laughs> just reckon the joint and and what we're saying that they do well is that that sense of I could have made that decision and mm, done that. Absolutely. And, yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, um, are we ready to move on? I think so. I think so. Because we're going to cast the show. Oh, okay. (sighs) I'm going to start with a personal casting. Are you ready for this? Okay, do it. Kristen Barros's Rose. Okay, that's Aww. good. Oh, I know she'd be she's, upset she's that she wasn't here. here for this episode because this is one of her favourite shows and that is her I think she's number one pretty. dream role. I think she's too pretty. Of course she is. <laughs> Everyone is too pretty. But, um, you know, we'll use makeup or something to Do you know plane what? her out. <laughs> Blackout some teeth or something. <laughs> we'll just draw on a monobrow. <laughs> yeah, look. A you big, could do, big mole. You could do wonders with a little bit of grease paint and some... 
fake hair. Miranda and I did a pretty shameful Google search today. Okay. Do we want to How are we going to cast this? And we had just had this conversation about – we looked up some of the original cast, in particular the original cast of Rose. Lindsay um, Mendes. You know, she's she's not an unattractive person. No. She's a little – I don't want to sound judgmental. She's a bit masculine for your average Broadway Broadway, um, ingenue. Mm. But there's nothing unattractive about her. No. I mean, that's the thing. No one's ever going to be ugly on a Broadway stage unless they're specifically referred to as being ugly in the show. And then you just have to assume that they are ugly. Because they're all pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Lindsay's very tall. It's rude, really. It's like going into Hollywood (laughs) and saying, oh, excuse me, uh, yeah. There, it's yeah. Anyway, anyway. So, so the Google search. The Google search. Um, oh, what, what did exactly Google? did we Google? Oh no. Can I guess? Yeah. yeah. Uh, ugly Broadway actresses. Close, I think. Yeah. It would. It would have been something like maybe yeah, ugly musical theatre actresses. Yeah. And everyone would be really pleased to know it brings up a result. Oh, well, no. Good. <laughs> to be fair, the, I'm first, glad. the first one that we bring up some some search results, but when you click on them, most of them go to like page not found. So, thank you, world and internet, for removing this yeah. this absolute bollocks from the internet. Uh, but there was one that that seemed really personal, <laughs> where somebody had obviously oh, gone through yeah. and just gone like, "I don't but like this person." Personal yet still hosted on. No. IMBD. IMBD. Oh. Yeah. DB. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Um, oh, no, no, no. So don't do yourself a favour and don't Google yeah, that because we've okay. done it and it's not worth it. I won't. Yeah. My my casting would be Barrett Wilbert Weed. Oh, yeah, yeah. She'd make a great rose. Yeah. And, again, she's, she's not. She's got a great name. <laughs> Just the best name. But, she again, she she's not unattractive, mm-hmm. but you see her made up for her role in Mean Girls and it's not it's not the ingenue, but she's still young. She's got a voice for days. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think Barrett would be my choice for that. And I think Eddie, uh, Ben Platt for Eddie. Would be he, would be a fun choice. He would be a really good choice, yeah. Because he plays that dopey and then depressed. Uh, totally. That, that switch around really easily. Uh, and it would be cool to see to him. fight Zac Efron for hey! it. <laughs> really? And I would definitely let's put... Let's be honest. If Zac Efron and Ben Platt were in a fight, Zac would win. <laughs> I would put Zac Efron and Channing Tatum as the other Bs. They would be great as the other Bs. <gasps> no! Yeah, I that would. That would be great. And I think it's Channing about time... <laughs> I think it's about time that uh, Zac Efron played a villain. Could he, he has. sing it, though? <laughs> oh, that doesn't matter. Could. It's very no. high. That's fine. Okay, that's enough, Julie. It's fine. I will not have you and KB or anybody else at this table disrespecting the talent that is Zac Efron. Excuse me, I have a poster of a half-naked Zac Efron in my room. I There's think he should be right clothed there. all the time so Thanks. that we can focus. <laughs> <laughs> Zac Efron yeah, is I, a talent. Don't, I don't also get me. have I that loved, poster, Julie. Yes. I loved, what is it? Yes, he is. 30 going on, what's that one where he's yes. Chandler and then Zac Efron? Oh, uh, <laughs> 17 again? again yeah, yeah, 17 again. Yeah. Great that movie. That was really good. Awesome film. Um, yeah, Zac Zach Efron and Channing Tatum would be – I mean, they'd look pretty funny next to little Ben Platt. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of the point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if it is. 
Because I, I think, I think that that transition of that character works better if the three of them really feel like yeah, they're all they're, that yeah, alpha male, big Buffy boys. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. Which is why I've cast Zach Efron in the lead. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> you were always going to do that anyway. Not always. <laughs> Sometimes I put him in like secondary character. I, <laughs> I kind of, I know this is, uh, not right, but. I really think that the original off-Broadway cast is almost as close to perfect oh, yeah. as you could possibly Especially get. when it comes to voice. Like, uh, like those, yeah. the, that close harmony that they all Ooh. sing is just so tight. Yeah, Just yeah. wait until you hear Bette Midler do it. <laughs> that's, that's what <laughs> I was going to say. Bette Midler for Birdlace. <laughs> for Birdlace, yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> no, she, would, she would be a great Marcy. And Marcy's such an awesome, you, you can just pull a Beltress out. Yeah, and just let her have at it. I'm enjoying that term. Me, you never heard that. Using that. Oh, it's excellent. Stealing it from you. I would love Patina Miller. Oh yeah, that's Marcy. She was uh, she was lead player in. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. In Pippin. Yeah, she's very good, Mm. and she's a Beltris. (laughs) (laughs) You'd have to be. You know, actually, Natalie Weir could probably do a good Rose. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, she's got that that sensitive mix. That chick that you cast all the time. I'm not going to put Audra in this. No, <laughs> I was thinking Audra. <laughs> no, Audra. <laughs> Audra McDonald. It does start with an A though. Uh, America Ferrero. Oh, America Ferrara. Yeah, Ferrara. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it is built into the ugly Ferrara. Betty thing, and I think that's where my head's gone. Yeah, I think she might be aging out of it now. She. Oh would well, be- yeah. Okay. Dreamcast. Jeez. Yeah, Dreamcast. I mean, if we're talking Dreamcast, uh, not that I think that she's in any way ugly, but Anna Kendrick might be as well. Yeah, she's delightful. Uh, as uh, yeah. I mean, if we're uh, talking Dreamcast, Maggie Smith. Or... I'm almost certain Maggie Smith cannot sing it. Like I'm, I, I would put a lot of money on that. <laughs> but I'd pay to see it. Yeah. Okay, good. Sure. Good. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to put this show on some top five lists. All right. Are you ready for this? Woo! I'm being viciously attacked by Zane's cat. Oh, and so she's so cute. Thank you. Um, what top five lists are we putting Dogfight on? Top five shows that could have been the sequel to Cats. <laughs> Top five songs sung in a bathroom. Oh. Okay, yep. Bringing it back. Bringing it back. Uh, I would probably put it on top five military musicals. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. What nice. other shows are military Yank. musicals, Zane? Uh, Miss Saigon is the biggest <laughs> one that's in my head yep. because yes. the whole Vietnam connection. Um, Does Lane Miz get to count as military? Uh, no. US military so. Scrapes yeah. the side. Not count it. <laughs> Scrapes the side. I mean, sh- sure, there are soldiers in it. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're rebel soldiers. Sorry, I broke Star up. Wars would also be a military. <laughs> is, no. there a it's not a mu- is there a Star Wars It's not a musical. Oh. Um, there is a Shakespearean adaption of Star Wars that I quite enjoy, but yes. also not a musical. I mean, South Pacific. South Pacific. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You make, um, yeah, I mean, one. on the town they're in the Navy, aren't they? Yeah, yes. but they're on leave. 
These people aren't actively serving. Okay. Well, dogfight. It's, oh, well, la- it's their last day Anchors of leave. Away, yeah, like all, all of those. Yeah. 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 Yank. Yank. Yeah, Yank. Yeah, definitely yeah, so, top five military musicals. Yeah, I think it, it was probably very be good. close to the top. Yeah. Ooh. I think so. It's very good. Oh, how can you say that about me, Simon? Uh, I don't like Close it, to. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make any definitive statements. No. Uh, what other top five lists are we putting it on? I would probably say top five musicals that deserve to at least get nominated for a Tony but didn't. Mm-hmm. I can. I. I think well, it might hasn't be. Had its Broadway it's run yet. But that's yeah. what I mean. Big top that's five I mean. deserves to make the the jump to Broadway. Yes. Um, Does it like given the size of a Broadway stage over an off Broadway stage? Is this the type of show that actually works better in a smaller venue? It is excellent in an intimate venue. Absolutely. Mm. But I think I think could, it's scalable. It, it could be. It could be scalable, especially yeah. when you're actually at the party in the club. Yeah. Um, you can definitely scale it up. Yeah. Okay. And it, I'll allow it. A, a lot of the reason why it didn't make it to Broadway was because of the the content, because of what it was about. Like that's not yeah that's yeah. not something that you put up next to Wicked and Phantom. And <laughs> it's not a story cats. we're wanting to tell right now on Broadway. Yeah. Maybe that's, later. It's difficult. Mm. It is difficult. Top five musicals I completed my homework for. Ooh. Oh, well, that's a really personal list, Julie. Like, it is, but it's what, the top what, five. What else would you put on it that is the list? Top five. Um, let me think about musicals I did my homework for. <laughs> is it just this one, Julie? <laughs> is it? Is it just this? Is no, there five? No, no. There are there, way, might there be are more three. than five. <laughs> <laughs> there are more than five, but it's the top five because I liked it, as opposed to got three songs in and stopped. Same. I think. I think. Uh, there are a couple songs on here that like might go on top five, like party songs. Totally, um, totally. Even though if you remove them from context, so like just yep. pop them in your party playlist. Like yeah. hey, good looking. Like I'll yeah. pop it. I'll pop it in my thirtieth for next year. Just, yeah. There's some dog fight music in there. Is there? <laughs> Maybe. But Maybe. pretty funny on there, and I don't really think there is because it's a Tom Hanks themed party, and Tom <laughs> Hanks is not in dogfight. <laughs> Yeah, um, he should how, be Dreamcast. How are we feeling about top five true to the source material film to stage adaptions? I actually haven't seen the film, so I couldn't I couldn't speak to that. Oliver mentioned it earlier. That's yeah, all. I have it. It, <laughs> it follows the beats of the film, but it's. I mean, as with anything on stage, you have to change a bunch of stuff because mm. mm. a lot of things just don't really make make the translation from screen to stage particularly well. Um, but it, it's probably one of the more faithful musical adaptations of a film because um, it's also not a long musical, you know, like the running time clock's in it just over two hours with an interval. So it's pretty respectable. Um, That's good though. You don't want it to be too long. Too. Oh, absolutely. You don't want it to be like me or Mr. Go. What about top five saddest Oklahoma. endings to act one? Oh. With pretty funny. Absolutely. <sighs> yeah. Yes. I, I usually try to end act one on a, like a big yep. we're coming back note. And yep. It's fairly regular that you might end the act on a it's all gone horribly wrong, what's going to happen now note. Yeah, but it's not, but quite, not quite that. not quite that devastating. No, this is, this is kind of like, well, that's over. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like, like a, the wordplay of that song, the um, pretty funny. Avenue Oof. Q does that. Out of all of the things you could end Act One on, the Avenue Q, it ends with a sad song. Oh, 
Yeah. Yeah, but I guess. Do you yeah. cry? <laughs> no, no, but it's just that I that That's a different question. Does Miranda yeah. cry? Is a different <laughs> question. Um, They've gone for that same kind of Oh well. well I guess it's all done now. Top 5 Pasek and Paul musicals. Sure. I, I don't think it's number one. <laughs> Absolutely not. By sheer numbers, it makes the top five. Well, do you include uh, Showman on that? No. Yes. The greatest <laughs> Showman. I haven't seen it. I still think I it's still awful. haven't seen it. Have yeah. you not? What? I haven't seen the you movie. You need to see I it. Don't no, I know. I know. I always just see that clip of Hugh Jackman like making his knees go out and in. You know that, that <laughs> yeah, one no, dance a, number where they're all no. in the ring and he's, yeah. and he's like, Doing a where he, go, he goes up onto oh, his no. toes. I just yeah. can't. Throws his knees out. You I, know what? I can't do it. Just do it. I don't want to. Just do it. Just do it. Oh, well, how about we take a break? No. All right. And we watch The Greatest Showman and we come back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of speaking this evening about <laughs> dog fight. Hugh Jackman was great in The Greatest Show. <laughs> <laughs> it was much better than I expected. But wasn't Zac Efron really the star of that movie? Oh, yeah, Zac Efron's in it. Why haven't I seen it? Really, <laughs> really, it's Keala Settle as the star. Maybe Zendaya second, uh, no, then Zac. Zac Efron, yeah. Um, so thank you very much for coming on to talk. Thank you. All about... Dogfight. Thank you for having me. Great Pasek and Paul number about, Excellent. you know. I trust your judgment. You can come on again. All those things that we spoke oh, about. Yeah, thank mm. you. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so uh, where can we find you? What do you do with your life? What's well, going on? What's oh, up? Many, many things. Um, you can find me at Ollie underscore B-R-U-U on Instagram. Brew. Ollie Brew because I'm a Kiwi. Oh. Right. Yeah. You didn't sound no, like one. I can... Put Have it you? back on if I need to because it's my native accent. Oh, my God, it's shocking. But it's – It's like a Josh T or he hides it it's, and then boom, yeah, it's Yeah, it's there. gone. It's gone. Yeah. There's, yeah. I'm oh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, something that Miranda hides about herself is how racist she is. <laughs> I love Kiwis. Are you going to do that thing – Some of my best thing, friends are Kiwis. Are you going to do that thing that m- – most old Australian men I met when I first came here did to me. And fly to New Zealand they, next week. Yes, she is. <laughs> I'm going to New Zealand next week. Oh, when, I, when I came to this country, every time I met an old Australian man and they heard my accent, they'd say, oh, are you a Kiwi? I'm like, yeah. Uh, and they'd oh, say, yeah, Kiwi. And they'd say, oh, we won't hold that against you. <laughs> my boss would. I don't, I don't know. I actually <laughs> so your boss Did they listen racist. to the podcast? No. <laughs> Good. I feel like New Zealand is the the Australia we need to be. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we've got uh, we've got the, the North Island, the South Island, <laughs> and then Australia is our West Island, yeah, the bad great. one, the yes. bad one, the backwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's where you find me on Instagram. I don't really post. I do very little. Just pictures uh, of you in terms of posting, but fact checking. Just, just. <laughs> I think the last one was from last year sometime. Oh, okay. But you okay. are in a show at the moment. I am right? in a show at the moment. We begin rehearsals tomorrow as Ooh. we speak, which will be we've already begun rehearsals by the time <laughs> this comes out. Um, I'm doing Becoming Bill, which is a new Australian musical oh, hey. written by the fantastic Bradley McCaw. Friend of the show. Yes. yes. Premiering at the Powerhouse on August 14th. Yeah. Get your tickets. With Rachel Beck. 
Oh, gosh, I love And that. Steph Long and Brad McCaw and myself. Is that it? That's it. It's a four-person <gasps> musical. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. And it's like. That's going to be good. The music's good. It is going to be good. Like, Brad can write a song. He can. He can. I'll Hot give him damn. that. He actually um, previewed one of the songs on another podcast on the network, uh, My Song Suck. Um, <laughs> Not he, because it's up. No, he previewed one of his old songs that wasn't great and then at the end they play a song that they're proud of and it was one of the Becoming Bill songs. Yeah. Ah. He has been working on the show for a very long time. It's been yes. in development and, and come through a lot of um, revisions and, yeah. and stuff. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing – is, is this the finished product? I think this is the most finished the product has been. We've stopped calling it a workshop performance. It's, it's, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, not okay, a workshop good. performance. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm super excited and super stoked to be a part of that. It's Are you awesome playing the role of Bill? No, I'm playing Bill's younger brother, James. Ooh. Yeah. I love a James in uh, a show. It's a very good white boy name. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> So um, very so excited for The Coming Bill coming soon to the yes. Powerhouse. I'm assuming we can get tickets at the Powerhouse website. Absolutely. So look up Brisbane yes. Powerhouse. I also, think they're a dot we'll put links in the show notes. And there'll be links Please in the show that. notes. Yeah. You know what else you can find in the show notes? Links to us. You can mm-hmm. find us in the show notes, man. We're everywhere. Everywhere, in including that's not canonproductions.com. You'll find us uh, if you do that little slash and then MTMEIK. Or just go to the website, check out all of the podcasts on our network because there's a lot of really fun, cool stuff there. And lots of new things coming still. Uh, I wouldn't say again, but it's just still. It's I feel constant. like you're blaming me for that. I'm just, I'm just looking at so you with the how, the how are you doing it. Yeah. It's amazing. I think there are actually three or four Zanes. I wish that that was the case. <laughs> Wait. That would be fantastic. My earning potential would skyrocket. <laughs> Speaking of earning potential, we can't do this without the support of our Patreon. So please be a patron of the arts. If you have a little money to spare, we would love to spend it for you on things like recording equipment and um, doing promos. And events. We're going yeah. to have some fun events coming up for our yeah. MTME Arcade. Um, Including possibly the live episode stream from yeah, our which personalized is an idea that I think is great. And we should do it. Cats. We're yeah. also going to Supernova again this we year. We are. I'm so looking forward to that. Do you think John Barryman's going to be there? I don't know. Well, he hasn't announced it, so but but there. he'll be in he'll be in Brisbane soon. Yeah. yeah, we just got to like interview him and stuff last year. Yeah, he oh signed our poster guy. <laughs> He's so basically cool. He touched me right here. <laughs> Julie's and never washed her arms in. Right here. <laughs> Um, anyway, patreon.com slash musicals taught me everything I know. Um, if you'd like to help support us, we would love you for it. And you get a whole bunch of extra content, including a few that we recorded tonight. <laughs> My favourite being our top five shows that or roles we would cast Bette Midler in. Mm. So if you want to hear Julie and I wax on about that for like, Seconds at a time. I think, I think I did my fair amount of waxing. Oh, you did. You did, yeah. but you just say sensible things and we gush. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear that, that's uh, for our Patreons only. And we do a whole bunch of regular top fives and extra content for our best friends there. Uh, you can find us in the usual places on Facebook, Twitter. And if you want to send us an email to musicalstaughtmepodcast at gmail.com, we'd love to read it. KB yes, loves getting would. emails. KB yes, that's why did KB become the email. Because you told her to answer the emails? <laughs> no, I didn't. I, you write the emails to the famous people. She reads the emails from the famous from people. The famous I see how it works. Yes. And so I'm I, writing unseen responses to <laughs> famous people. Yes. yes. 
And if you could get onto John Barrowman so that he could do it. I will definitely get, get onto John him. Barrowman and have him do dogfight. Do, do like another episode on dogfight? No, 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 just like just do the do fight. the do the show. Which As role are you casting, John Barrowman? Marcy. Marcy. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only, that's that's the correct answer. I'd watch the hell out of that. He would absolutely. He'd be so on board. Um, so, John, get back to us. Um, we'll see if we can fit you in to our schedule when we produce dogfight, starring John Barrowman. <laughs> I'm sure. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Yes, give That's us some money canon. on Patreon so that we can, can do, do that. that. We're producing so many shows, these guys, <laughs> just too many. Anyway, um, thank you very much for coming and chatting to us, Oliver. Thank you for having me. Good luck me. with everything that's coming your way, including Becoming Bill. Oh, I'm so excited. And your new production of Dogfight starring John Barrowman. Uh, my name is Miranda Selwood, my co-host this evening. Scissors, paper, rock. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Okay, they're, they're just figuring out. They're <laughs> just trying to paper. figure out. I'm Zancy Weber. There we go. Julie Eisentrager. Well done. Uh, shout out to KB. Uh, sorry, we weren't here for your Love favorite you. musical. Um, maybe KB will send herself an email with some opinions about. I'm going to send episode. her a naked Zac Efron song. Oh, that'll make her feel better. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to press this button now. Press the button, play off. the music, and we will talk to you guys next week with another Friday episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. Bye. 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 Are you a grown-up who loves Disney? Are you a grown-up who wants all the facts? Are you a grown-up who spends copious hours arguing with friends and family about the deep intellectual properties of your favourite Disney movie? Do you want to delve deeper into the realms of Disney with us? I'm Stacey. And I'm Georgina. And And together, together, we're we're Disney Disney Grown-Up. We are the place to get all of the intellectual debate on your favourite Disney movie. Get all of those fun facts. And a whole heap of raw reactions to all of those interesting Disney movie moments. You can find us where any good podcast is found or on our website, that's not canonproductions.com. Join us for Disney Grown Up. You know you want to. A that's not Canon Productions podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.